Today on Bold Steps, Mark Job gives us some practical parenting tips. The school system is not a substitute teacher for your children. The church, society, and programs out there are not to raise your children. You are the raisers of your children. You are the instructors of the children. You are. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. As we move forward in our study of the book of Ephesians, Mark is going to be taking us to chapter 6 in order to help us glean some practical parenting tips from the text as we try not to exasperate our children. Today's message is part of our series titled, When You Believe, Everything Changes. And if you've missed any of these messages, you can catch up online at boldstepsradio.org. Right now, let's get started. Today's message is called The Power of Role Parenting, and here's our Bible teacher, Mark Job. One of the worst fallacies of our nation is the degradation and devaluation of elderly people. I was impressed when I went to China how they uphold and venerate and value the elderly. We live in a society in which the elderly pretty much are set aside as useless to society, as inconveniences to everybody's life. God forgive us as an American society. The Bible talks about honoring the elderly, listening to them, valuing them. And I hope that sons and daughters, if you're in your 50s and your 50s and your parents are in their 70s or you're in your 60s and your parents are in the 80s, I hope that you're inviting them over to eat. I hope that you're listening to them. I hope that you're going out of your way to make that sure that they're doing okay. I hope that you are giving them some honor in their life. I hope that you're giving them some dignity in their life. I hope that you're talking to them in a way that they feel valued and respected and not thrown aside or pushed aside. I hope that that's part of what you're doing as an adult child of some parents that are getting elderly because that honors God looks upon that and that pleases the heart of God and it flows in blessing to your life success and longevity to your life amen then he switches gears here And he goes to parents. Now he talks about parents and not just children. And he says, parents or fathers, verse 4, which could be used in a plural way for fathers and mothers. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. The second point, if you're taking notes, write this down. A parent's willingness to train and instruct spiritually will help shape the destiny of their children. Now, after having said children, obey your parents. Listen, if your, da- if your mother or, da- or, or father says, do this, you do it. If they say, this is the rules, that's the rules. 
If they say this is how you, this is the rules of this household, those are the rules of the household, period. Now having said that, I want to make sure you don't leave, parents, you don't leave this meeting beating your chest saying, I'm dad. And um, I want to make sure you understand the other side of this as well. Because it says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. What does it mean to exasperate? To exasperate means to lead them to seething hostility or to frustrate them to a point that they become angry uh, towards uh, the, the, the parents. Um, sometimes there's a lot of anger in households. Uh, from children to the parents, and there's seething anger, there's this feeling of frustration and anger that arises, and you're not always sure where it came from, and you're, the household seems like, well, there's a lot of battle happening in my household, there's a lot of anger from the children coming towards the parents, and the Bible says, hey, do not, do not exasperate that anger, in other words, don't stir that anger up by the way you parent. Let me give you a few things that lead to exasperation. And um, I, I taken this list and edited this list from a commentary that John MacArthur had in Colossians. And let me give you a short version of this list. Uh, ways that we exasperate our children. One, overprotection. You can exasperate your children and make them angry when you're overprotective and you never allow your children any liberty. Uh, they have strict rules about everything. No matter what your children do, overprotective parents do not trust them because nothing they do earns their parents' trust. So children begin to despair and may believe that how they behave is irrelevant and that can lead to rebellion. Listen, uh, a few years back when Josh McDowell was here, he said this, I love this quote, rules without relationship lead to rebellion. Uh, some of you were, were raised in very super authoritarian households in which you demanded the you demanded respect and you gave rules, but you had no relationship with your your parents had no relationship, and your your children may have obeyed, but eventually leads to rebellion. If there's rules without relationship, it leads to rebellion. And so if you are overprotective or over-demanding and don't give some latitude, then it can lead to frustration. Number two, favoritism. If you show unwittingly, if you compare one child to another, like, why can't you be more like your sister? Or your sister always had better grades, your brother had better grades. How come you can't be that way? How come you're the black sheep? How come I always have to look at them? How come, or your cousin is doing a lot better than you. Do not compare your children with other children. Your children are individuals. And if they begin to feel like they're the black sheep or you show favoritism to another child in the household, that could begin to create a sense of hostility or frustration rising within them. Number three, depreciating their worth. Uh, when, when, you, when, when you deal with the children as though that, that, that a child feels like they're not important, that you don't listen to what they have to say, um, or that um, 
you don't give any time to them. They begin to feel like they have very little worth in the, in the house. They begin to, they'll bottle up anger and begin to feel exasperated or angry because there's never a listening ear. Number four, unrealistic goals. If you set goals that are so high that demand perfection and no matter how hard they strive, there's always a critical word about how they could do better or where they're failing, then it will create frustration. Or failing to show affection. Parents need to communicate love, both verbally and physically to their children, or it will discourage and alienate. Do you know how many adult men in their 30s or 40s have sat down with me with tears in their eyes, broken and choking up, saying, I never remember my father once telling me he loved me. These are grown men, quivering, because they say, I don't remember my father once saying, I love you, son. Physical and verbal affection, your kids need to know you love them. No child should ever have to think, did my father or mother ever tell me I, lo I, I love you? You should say it so much, so often that they know. You say, well, Pastor, I'm just not that way. I'm not very emotional or very expressive. Then learn to be. <laughs> Pastor, I just feel awkward doing it because my dad never do it. Well, hey, break the cycle. Break it. Listen, unless you begin to tell your daughter you love her, unless you begin to... Unless you begin to hug her, unless you begin to show appreciation, there will be some man there that will be willing to do that. And sometimes the wrong man, and she'll be driven to sometimes wrong choices because she's looking for the love of a man that she should have found in dad through her father, appreciating, loving her, affirming her, and she's going to look for it somewhere. She better find it in you, dad. That's Mark Job, and this is Bold Steps. We'll continue in just a moment. Remember, you can always find these daily messages and share them with a friend by going online to boldstepsradio.org or subscribe to our podcast. You'll find us on most platforms like Apple and Google and Spotify by searching for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. And Mark is alongside in the studio right now. It's Monday, and that means most of our listeners have already received the latest edition of the Bold Stepper Weekly, Mark. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with Bold Stepper, it's just an email that goes out on Mondays with a devotional thought, something that will stir your heart. Sometimes we give ministry updates, but we're seeking to start your week off well, pointing you to Jesus. And we keep you updated on things like, for example, coming up very soon in Chicago, we have Candlelight Carol. Hardly seems possible. It's that time of year already, huh? Uh, it does not seem possible. But if you've never heard of Candlelight Carols, this is Moody, we put everything we have into our student <laughs> groups, right. our chorale, our musicians, and we do yeah. a Christmas extravaganza pointing to Jesus, and it gets sold out every year. So if you're anywhere around the Chicagoland area, please come and check it out. That's December 2nd and 3rd, that's Saturday and Sunday, 
many people view it as the way to start their Christmas season. Sounds great. And by the way, that Bold Stepper Weekly is available to everyone. If you've not signed up yet, sign up at boldstepsradio.org. And by the way, if you listen to Bold Steps anywhere outside of the U.S. and you want to hear more programs, one place you can do that is TWR360.org. Let hmm. me say that again. TWR360.org. Yeah, this partnership, Mark, with TWR is a great thing. It gives listeners anywhere, anytime access well, using their smartphone to a wide range of Christian digital resources like Bold Steps in their own heart language, by the way. So, as Mark said, the address is TWR360.org, and we invite you to check that out today. Now, continuing the final part of our message called The Power of Role Parenting, here again is Mark Job. And sometimes we're good at it when the kids are little. Come here, we hug them, play with them, love them. But then when they get a little older, we feel awkward. I've discovered that sometimes men, as their daughters get older and reach puberty and are young women, sometimes they feel awkward with that. Listen, I believe your daughter needs to, needs to be lavished with love all the way up into whatever years she has, in appropriate ways, of course, but lavished with love, hugged, and, and let know that you love her and that she is, that, that, that both, and your boys as well. Boys as much as they'll let you hug them, Right? They reach their age, Dad. But, but you know, you, you, you live through that. You live through that, and you show them, you verbally affirm them, physically showing affection. There's something about kids that know that they're loved that are much more secure in their life as well. And some men, listen, some women need to learn this as well, but I especially find it among the men that have had austere, discipline-oriented fathers that feel like if I show them affection, I'm showing weakness, they just need to learn to rough it up and discipline, and they they never have learned how to show affection. And usually, you're pretty bad at showing affection to your wife and to your kids and to your sons. Listen, it's something that you need to break and need to learn, and need to learn that you as a father have the power to embrace your children, show physical affection and verbal affection often and regularly so that they know that they are loved. Amen? Amen. And then criticism. You know, there's times of correction, but if your kids always live under criticism, it'll wither their spirits. Neglect is another thing. If you are so busy and there's things like addiction or... Um, overworking or dysfunctional marriage that consumes you in your problems and causes you to neglect your children where they feel like you never have time, you really don't care, it's not a part because you're so consumed in your own stuff that they begin to feel neglected. Neglected kids will begin to develop a frustrated, angry spirit and oftentimes kids that are neglected will start acting out to get attention because what they're looking for is attention from their parents and they'll take positive or negative attention, whatever kind of attention they can get. You show me a family that starts, the, the mom and dad start struggling and every time a child starts acting up, the first thing a counselor asks is, is everything all right at home? 
Because when things are not at right at home, a child feels neglected and they start acting out their frustration because they're looking for attention and they will take positive or negative attention, whatever they can get. And so there needs to be, regardless of what you're going through at home, there needs to be a sense of showing affection and care to your children, regardless of what your own personal struggles may be. Excessive discipline is the last one I'm going to give you that leads to frustration. Listen. You can, you can provide excessive discipline so that it crushes the spirit of your children. Let me clarify something. I believe in corporal punishment for smaller children when it's very controlled and very limited. Never when you're angry, never when you're frustrated, never when you're out of control. When my children were small, this is how it would go. If I used corporal punishment and they were, you know, five or six years old, I'd say, okay, go to your room and I'll meet you in your room. And I explain and sit down, bend over the bed, you get one swat. Of course, it was like they're going to kill them. Ah, no, no, please, no, I'll never do it. Ah. And then it was one. Limited, one. Parents that often use corporal punishment, they do it when they're angry, they start slapping, they start hitting, they start getting out of control. That is never, listen, that is never, never, never right, ever. If you have a problem with explosive anger and it leads to physical mishandling, overhandling of your children, let me tell you what to do. If you're angry, you're mad, and you cannot control yourself, listen, walk out of that house now. Get out of the house until you can calm yourself down, and then you can administer a, a right discipline to your children. And by the way, when your children get, get older, any kind of cultural uh, corporal punishment is just uncalled for. When your children reach an age, there's a small window of opportunity when they're young, very limited discipline, corporal discipline. But when they reach an older age, when they get their teen years, 13, 12, 13, I think that it, it's inappropriate to be administering corporal punishment because typically, Scripture says, do not exasperate your children, instead bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. I love this because it says, bring them up. The idea is nurture them. Nurture them. It's like carry and nurture. It's the word we use that, that, that's used for feeding your own, taking care of yourself. It says nurture them. In a loving way, bring them up. How? Two ways. One, in instruction and training. Look at what it says. Two words are used there. Bring them up in training and instruction. Training has to do with corrective Discipline and instruction has to do with teaching them. Listen, parents, I want you to understand this really, really well. The school system is not a substitute teacher for your children. The church is not a substitute teacher for your children. Your grandparents are not a substitute teacher for your children. Listen, society and programs out there are not to raise your children. You are the raisers of your children. You are the instructors of the children. You are. You say, well, I send them to daycare to teach them. No, 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 daycare is not going to do it. I send them to youth group. I hope that you get them straight. No, 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 youth group's not going to do that. You are. You are. 
the raises of your children. There's no one that can be a substitute for a parent. That means that you have interactive time with them. That means that you get involved in their life. It means you talk. Oh, you say other teenagers. Hey, listen, I believe teenage, you can talk to teenagers. I've had a few of my own. I have a few of my own. Find ways. Find hangout times. Things that you could do together. I have a 16-year-old right now. He's behind the camera right there. So I always know where he's at at the, this service. Can't escape. You know, there's things that we like to do together. We've been working out together. Go to the gym a couple times, you know, just work out together. Why? It's a bonding time. Next time you see him, you say, hey, I think your bicep's getting a little bigger there. You know, that's, Dad's been coaching him there. I listen to his music. He listens to my music. His music's a lot louder than my music. He says it's Christian music, but, you know, I, I don't know because I can't understand the words. I just know it sounds something like, rah, 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 rah. I actually like it now. I've listened to it so much, so much and going in the car with them that I actually like it. You know, been to a concert with them to it, gone in a mosh pit with them. You know, I, 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 you know why? Finding common ground there. And all I'm saying is that I believe that you cannot raise your children unless you find common ground to get into the world, to hear the world, know what they're doing, know what's going on, find some ways of instructing, coaching, getting involved in their sports or their school activities or things that you can do together, things that you can talk about. I believe you have to take an extra effort to do that, but I believe there's no substitute for it. And the day will come that you will look back at the season when your kids were at home and you'll say, I wish I would have. I wish I would have. And I want to challenge you if your kids are still at home, take advantage of the door of opportunity that you still have. My daughter's at her first year of college. She's out of state. Thank God for texting, Facebook, Skype. At least a couple times a week, I'll text her in the morning. I did this morning. Hey, good morning. Love you. How you doing? I, I wanted to know. That, that, that relationship is there. I don't, be, I don't believe the teenage years have to be the worst years of your life, by the way. I believe they can be challenging. But I believe they can be some years that you look back and say, wow, those were great years. Good years. They were at home. I had fun. I loved my kids. As they get older, you release them. The leash has to be unleashed. You can't treat a 16-year-old like you treat a 10-year-old. They have to be released a little bit, and you need to know what the appropriate leash is to let go. But I believe, listen, parents, do not buy into the lie that your kids don't listen to you anymore, that you're too far apart, that your opinion is not important. Listen, if your kids are still a part of your life, I want to tell you, your opinion and your life influences them deeply. Don't buy into the lie that they're not listening. They are. Some great 
practical advice and instruction from the book of Ephesians. You're listening to the Bible teaching of Mark Job here on Bold Steps. Mark, a powerful message that many people need to hear. Parents aren't the only ones, though, who can make a difference in the next generation. You're a relatively new grandparent, so you need to get ready for this challenge, too. Oh, yes, and I'm embracing this season, and I'm realizing the power of grandparents in the lives of their grandchildren. And so if you're a grandparent out there, I want to tell you, you have more influence than what you think in your grandkids' life. Keep praying and keep planting seeds. That really is true, Mark. Thank you. And by the way, if you want to revisit any part of today's message or share it with another parent or grandparent in your life, just go to our website at boldstepsradio.org. There you'll see that we have a variety of bold resources and tools to help you experience the power and presence of God in your life each day. And one of the tools we're offering for a limited time is a book from best-selling author Max Lucado titled, God Will Use This for Good. You know, in recent years, and especially recent months, there's been no shortage of problems across the globe. We're reminded of just how broken our world really is, and at times the darkness can seem overwhelming. But as Christians, we have a real and relevant hope in the ultimate good that God is weaving it all together. So, If you've been feeling overwhelmed by the troubles in our world, or you feel stuck in one of life's messes right now, we want to help you learn how God will use this for good by getting you a copy of this month's Bold Step gift. The book is our way of saying thanks for your gift of any amount. Just write to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Or give online at boldstepsradio.org. Or call us at 844-615-7363 to give and request the book. Once again, it's called God Will Use This for Good. Please remember it's because of the generous partnership with listeners like you that we can offer these daily messages and bold resources. So if you would like to partner with us this year, we'd love to hear from you. Again, just go online to boldstepsradio.org. I'm Wayne Shepherd. That's our time for today. Be sure to join us again tomorrow, though, when Mark shows us how we can win the spiritual battles we're dealing with in our daily lives. That's coming up Tuesday, right here on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.